0: Welcome, everyone, to XPod. So today is all about the proposed upcoming EV tax credit. Uh, so there's a lot to digest within the bill, and you know, I've seen a, many questions pop up, so I thought I would try to answer some of them here today, uh, really th- just the best that I can, at least. Uh, so to start, I'll go through some bullet points I have written down, and then and we'll move on to uh, a Q&A at the end where you guys can you know, add your thoughts or add any questions you'd like to ask, whatever um and for those that are curious you, and want to actually read the, the bill itself and I, you know i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> the ev tax credit stuff starts on page 1480 at least in the latest iteration. <laughs> um, it's pretty dry material of course but if you're up for it it has all info that you need obviously uh for those that don't want to read it that's what this episode is for <laughs> um so yeah let's let's dive in so the current proposed legislation includes a refundable EV tax credit for up to 12500 which is like a huge shift away from the current non-refundable amount of up to 7500 The bill that contains the EV tax credit is Biden's Build Back Better bill, um, which just passed this, in the House this past Thursday on November 18th. Um, And, uh, you know, about half a trillion dollars have been earmarked for various climate initiatives and plans. And, you know, that's where this EV tax credit sort of falls within. Um, But for the bill to become like actual new law, three things need to happen. One, the bill needs to pass the House. Now, that just happened this last Thursday. The bill now moves on to the Senate where it'll face sort of its own set of challenges. Um, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer... um, has said they plan on passing the Build Back Better bill by Christmas, but uh, with obviously all things politics, don't hold your breath. Um, obviously, these things, these things take time. Um, if the Senate makes any major changes to the bill, however, the bill must go back to the House to be approved and passed again. You know, If the House and Senate pass the bill, then the bill then goes to the president for him to sign and make it into official law. All right, so now let's move on to the actual EV credit and what it entails currently. That hold is. on, hold on, hold on. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm, I'm wondering, like, uh, is there any rumors that the, the Senate has, like, its own, like, little agenda that they want to trim some stuff or add some stuff or?
0: Yeah, that, that sort of stuff, you know, something I'll get into a little bit later on. There was, okay. you know, the Senate had its own, actually, EV or sort of bill um, with the EV tax credit back earlier this year. But that's not what's being focused on right now. The Build Back mm-hmm. Better bill is, is what they're going to be focusing on in the coming weeks. So, and that's the $12,500 credit. Whatever like Senate bill people previously heard of beforehand, just sort of get that out of your mind. That's not what's on the table at this, at this time. All right. So now let's All move right. on to the actual EV credit. Um, and so keep in mind, things can change at any point. Um, and there is no $200,000 know, auto manufacturer cap like last time. Um, the EV tax credit takes effect, at least in the current form, will take effect January first of 2022 and expires December 31st of 2031. So essentially, it'll last 10 years, which is pretty incredible. Um, so every EV has elig- eligibility for the first five years. Now, during the last five years, the credit would only apply to U.S. made EVs. Um, so obviously, like Teslas, Chevys, stuff like that. Um, the new proposed EV credit is not retroactive. <laughs> Let me repeat that, is not retroactive. This means that if the EV credit does indeed become active as of January 1st, 2022, everyone who got their Tesla delivered in 2021 will not get any credit. Um, also, I've seen a lot of questions about whether you know it matters when you ordered your Tesla to get the credit. It, it really does not matter when you ordered your Tesla. It really only matters when you take delivery of your new Tesla. Uh, or your new EV for that matter. Um, so if you take like delivery on December 30th, 2021, you will not get any credit. But if you take delivery on like January 1st, and that's the first day that it is indeed, you know, if the EV credit is live by then, then you get the full, you know, qualifiable EV credit amount. Um, yeah. Wow. That's pretty yep. mind-blowing that there's no no period of adjustments i wonder if people are like delaying i mean that's that's part of the reason why i delayed because i was supposed to get delivery i think on december 18th and i was like i'm not just gonna like i'm you know it's 12 days let's say if it does go live january 1st like of course i'm gonna delay it um so yeah i think a lot of people will delay but honestly i you know tesla has such huge demand like they're gonna have no problem reassigning like those like delayed vins or like you know push back Vince to other people, like I, Q4 will be absolutely fine. It'll still be a blowout no matter what. Um, so yeah, so I, like, I actually ordered my Model Y in August, you know, and I plan to take delivery uh, later in Q1. That's how much I pushed it back. If I had taken delivery, like in December, I would be sort of out of luck. The credit, as I said, is not retroactive. Um, also, there is no limit on how many Teslas you can buy that, and get the credit. Like literally every new Tesla you buy, that qualifies will get the credit. So you can buy like 10 Model Ys if you wanted, and each one would, each one would get like eight, an $8,000 credit. So <laughs> yeah, and then I th- you guys have any questions regarding any of that, or should we move on to the next thing?
1: Yeah, you, you just said 8,000, I'm guessing you're gonna yeah, break down exactly. a little bit.
0: Okay, so instead right. of the actual amount, and let's break this down, the, the base credit is $4,000. So if an EV has a battery pack, of 40 kilowatts or larger, then they get an additional $3,500. So that's a total of $7,500. For plug-in hybrids, the gas tank cannot exceed 2.5 gallons, by the way. Um, And this is for cars placed in service before 2027. Um, So now comes the more controversial topic, which is domestic assembly. Now, you'll be able to qualify (laughs) for an additional $4,500 in the tax credit if the electric vehicle is made in the U.S. with a union workforce. Uh, this now brings you up to $12,000. <laughs> Lastly, you get another 500 for EVs using battery packs with 50% of components, including the cells, made in the U.S. Um, so this brings up you know, us to a maximum total of 12500 EV credit. Um, so that's you know, the headline number right there. So as of right now, there's only one EV, actually, that would even qualify for anywhere near the full proposed 12,500 credit. And that is the Chevrolet Bolt EV and the Bolt EUV. Now, obviously, GM did announce, uh, though, they're halting all <laughs> Bolt EVV, EUV in production until at least early 2022 due to them wanting to focus on replacing, you know, the unsafe batteries. But anyway. Yeah, but they, they, they can
1: afford to. Like, they launched this whole EV revolution, So as, as I've heard.
0: So, you know, they're the (laughs) leader. Exactly. Exactly. They're leaders. I know who they are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So naturally, there are price caps, the EV tax. So the the bill's current language allows for vans, trucks, and SUVs with the manufacturer's suggested retail price of up to $80,000 to qualify for the full $12,500 credit. Um, The quote-unquote other category, which is like where sedans and wagons sort of fall under the cap for that is $55,000 used EVs get $2,000 credit. If the vehicle is two years or older and costs $25,000 or less, Uh, you can get an additional $2,000 for a total of 4,000. If the vehicle's battery is larger than 40 kilowatts though. So you you can get up to $4,000 for, you know, used EV, which is pretty pretty cool, honestly. Um, So last point on the category caps there, you know, the caps are, MSRP caps. So this includes, and this is important. This includes all accessories or other options you add to your new order or vehicle purchase. The caps do not, and I repeat, do not include taxes or destination fees. Now, this is a question I think a lot of people were curious about. So, if like your brand new Model Y, you know, can cost like seventy nine thousand dollars, and even if you pay like thousands more in taxes and destination fees, you will still qualify for like the eight thousand dollar tax credit, which is which is good. That way you don't,
1: and yeah. L- let's say like for FSD, like the, I think it's 10,000. Uh, it's still 10,000, right? Or 10,500. Yep, 10,000. 10, okay, so so you shouldn't put that on there. You should just buy it afterwards once you take delivery.
0: Well, actually, no, because a fully loaded, I believe a fully loaded Model Y costs $79,000 or just under. <laughs> With FSD. With FSD, yeah. Fully loaded, like okay. red paint, full performance, Model Y, white interior, okay. even the tow hitch. Yeah. So uh, you would actually still be okay. You would still get it. Um, yeah. So right now cool. and in the pending bill, there is no tax credit if you decide to lease a new electric vehicle. Um, instead, the tax credit actually goes back to the automaker or lender financing the leased vehicle, which is interesting. Um, and lastly, there is, you know, I think this is one of the most important points to, to claim the credit in 2022, you will need to file your taxes. Again, you, you know, you only get the credit in 2022 when you, uh, file taxes. However, starting in 2023, the EB credit changes and becomes a point of sale credit. So your tax liability like won't matter. So again, with this change, it wouldn't matter if an EV buyer like owes the feds or not. Like anyone who buys an EV will be eligible. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. That's a, that's so no, it is. It's like I don't know why they wouldn't just make it a point of sale rebate right out the gate. But yeah, it's odd. So yeah. <laughs>
1: it, so it, it, if you don't have any tax liabilities in 2022 for some reason, like the mm-hmm. you benefit like zero from buying an EV,
0: like. Well, I mean, I don't know, like the full tax rules, like some people you can push like forward, like push your taxes forward to like the following year or whatever, you know, don't quote me on any of this. But yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah, yeah, you, know, <laughs> you do sort of have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah. Yeah. And the no, no cap is also like interesting, like for 10 years, we know where EVs are going, uh, that it's like the future and it's moving faster than anybody
0: anticipated. Uh, I wonder how they're going to finance all that. Yeah. Yeah, and I I do get in that, into that a little bit towards the end and I'll go over okay, that. Sorry. So, yeah, so okay, okay, so now you're probably wondering which EVs would qualify for what credit like amounts. So the Bolt EUV and EV, like I said, would both qualify for the 12,500 as they get the base of 4,000, 3,500 for having larger than 40 kilowatt hour batteries, another 4,500 for being built in a union facility in the US and another another 500 because their batteries are made in the US. Uh, moving on to Tesla, since both Model S and X are, like, above the $55,000 and $80,000 sedan and SUV caps, they don't qualify for any EV credit whatsoever. Um, the EPA qualifies the Model Y as an SUV, so under the current pricing as of, you know, November 22nd or the 23rd, I guess, today, um, all Model Y variants, so the long range and the performance, would qualify for $8, 000, the $8,000 total because the Model Y gets the $4,000 base, uh, just for being, you know, an EV 3,500 because the, you know, the battery's over 40 kilowatts so kilowatt hours and another 500 because its batteries are built in the U S so we, like, like I said, even a maxed out, you know, performance model Y with red paint, tow hitch, white interior, you know, FSD, it would still qualify because I think that adds up to about $78,000, which is $2,000 under the $80,000 SUV cap. Um, I hope this isn't too confusing for everyone. <laughs> um, Okay, no, following um, you so far. What about
1: the? Mar-Zo yeah, don't worry, I'll get to that. It's <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> uh,
0: so no Teslas would qualify for the extra forty five hundred in the union credit because you know Teslas aren't built in a union facility, obviously. Uh, as for the Model Three, since that is a sedan and sedan EV credit cap is fifty five thousand, only the Model Three rear wheel drive and Model Three long range variants would get would qualify for the eight thousand credits. And, you know the Model Three performance starts at fifty eight thousand, which is like three thousand over the fifty five thousand dollar cap. Uh, As for the Cybertruck, every variant would qualify for the EV or the $8,000 EV credit under previously disclosed pricing, which obviously could change any time before it launches. Um, And as for the Ford Mach-E, which the EPA categorizes, oddly enough, as a wagon, um, and wagons fall under the category which has the $55,000 cap. Um, so, the pre, so, so the select, the premium, and the California Route 1 variants would all qualify for $7,500 in EV credit this time around for the new bill. So you might be asking why the Mach-E gets $500 less than the Model Y and $5,000 less than the Chevy Bolt. <laughs> well, the Mach-E is the only EV I've mentioned today that is not made in the U.S. The Mach-E is made in Mexico. And its, also, and its batteries are also not made in the U.S. They are made by LG and they come from Poland. So it gets a little bit less than uh, the Model Y. Um, any questions regarding that or pretty good? Uh,
1: is there going to be like, you think, like a workaround where they can, you know, like the batteries are, or like the most of the assembly is done in Mexico and then they just ship it to the US and install like front and rear bumper and suddenly it, it, it's illegible or something like that?
0: I will never underestimate legacy auto manufacturers' ability to finesse their way and get what they (laughs) want. Okay. (laughs) So maybe, I don't know. Um in terms of income single filers with adjusted gross annual incomes of, you know, quarter million or more, or joint filers with AGIs of half a million, will not be eligible for the full credit. So if you know if you make more than that, your EV credit amount is reduced by two hundred for every one thousand in income above those caps. Um income limit side. Oh, okay. Yep.
1: So 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 when you were talking about like for 2022 fiscal year, this is where it would uh, this rule applies, but in 2023, like it doesn't matter what your income is, you would get the the point of sale rebate.
0: Yeah. You know, I actually think um I actually think that there might still be a cap. Actually, I think going forward for the full ten years, that actually that income cap remains, whether it's you know next year or twenty twenty three. Oh. Yeah, because they don't they don't okay. want just like super rich people. I think just taking advantage of of this because they, you know, they might may or may not need it. You know, I won't get into the politics of that. But
1: <laughs> but how, how how would you like when you buy your car in twenty twenty three? You would have to what bring your, your your tax return to to get the point of sale rebate. Yeah.
0: I don't really know how exactly how that'll work. I'm assuming that's the case. You know, there might just be like a system, you know, the government might set up where like, they'll just, you know, like a dealer or whatever, a store can just like log on into something and it just tell, you know, whether you qualify or not. Um, I'm not sure though. Um, and, but, and the income limits I believe are based on 2021 earnings for next year, but you know, I'm not 100% sure if it's 2020 or 2021. Um, So I I tried to find the answer to that. It was complicated, so I couldn't. (laughs) Um, Lastly, I want to offer my quick opinion on the state of the bill. Now, the bill, I think, is likely to change a bit in the final Senate version. Um, There is strong opposition from Senator uh, or Democratic Senator Joe Manchin on the extra $4,500 for union-built vehicles, Um. So the Democrats need all 50 of these party of the party senators to be on board to even have a chance, you know, of these things passing. So I'd be surprised if the union provision made it out alive. Um regarding timing, you know, Chuck Schumer, oh, the Senate majority leader, um he wants to pass this bill by Christmas. But honestly, that's a tall order in this political environment. Like don't be surprised if it ends up getting passed, you know, in some point in Q1 2022. So just be aware of that. Um, um. So, yeah, I think those are the main points that I wanted to cover. You guys sent me a couple questions on Twitter, so I I think I'll maybe jump into those real quick. Um, Alex or Amy, do you guys have anything before I jump into those?
2: I was just wondering if there was anybody other than Manchin that was um, disputing the constitutionalness of the 4,500.
0: Um, you know, some Republicans obviously have, but that doesn't necessarily matter. You know, as long as all fifty Democrats, and then they, of course, Kamala uh, right. Harris will be the the tiebreaker vote, because um, she, she's the vice president. Um, really, it's just Joe Manchin that I've heard has, has at least been really vocal about it. Obviously, uh, some other you know senators might have concerns, but it really hasn't been, you know, publicized all that much. Uh, we have,
2: and when do they start discussing it? Do we know
0: the bill? Yeah, essentially, like right after, after thanksgiving.
1: thanksgiving yeah yeah and I, i've been just seeing we we've had like people call in and like drop out i don't know if they it's a fat thumb syndrome or what but yeah feel free to call in and we'll, we'll put you uh <laughs> we'll give you the microphone
0: yeah so uh let's see i got like two questions i'll answer um from twitter oh, hold on there we no, oh. it's, he's gone yeah, oh I think we'll just we'll do the two questions and we'll just take <laughs> yeah, it yeah yeah the audience. Don't hit the X. Don't hit the X. <laughs> <laughs> so the question, one question was: Would vehicles made outside the USA uh, qualify for the potential union credit, i.e., Ford, Donkey, or GM products? Also, Biden touted getting a credit for the Hummer EV, but will it likely exceed the price limit to qualify? So my answer to that is: You know, as for the Hummer EV. The base model is slated to come out in 2024 and according to GM will be priced at (laughs) $79,995. So so technically (laughs) it would qualify. Um, But, you know, as for vehicles made outside the U S yes, vehicles would qualify, but only for certain amounts, you know, depending on if their batteries are made in the U S or not. Um, You know, like I said, the Mach-E would qualify for $7,500 despite being made in Mexico. Um, And here's an interesting fact. I actually recently tweeted, tweeted recently, um, the most American electric car you can buy isn't like a Ford or Chevy. It's actually like a Tesla. 65% of the Tesla Model 3's parts, you know, come from the U.S. slash Canada, while like only 24% of the Chevy Bolts come from the U.S. and Canada, and only 15 from the Ford Mach-E, um, which is crazy. And the Model Y is 60%, so good on Tesla for localization, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's also part of their vertical integration.
1: Yeah. Like the exactly. more things you make yourself, the more uh, uh, larger the percentage of the car will be made locally. Yep.
2: I don't want to deviate um, too much, but the plastics area that they're going to have in Austin, is that going to be new pieces?
0: Uh, plastics, I'm not sure if I know what you're talking about.
2: Um, Joe met, keeps mentioning it in his, on his videos. It's, um, between the, uh, Gigapress and the battery. It's that section that they just did.
0: Yeah. I haven't been able to watch one of his videos lately, but I was, you know, I would assume that's probably something that's similar they're doing in Fremont, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, that's just like more localization. Like, you know, that's great. Um, so final question from Twitter is, can you determine the amount of money allocated in this bill for the tax credits versus the number of electric vehicles expected to be sold? Uh, I, have not he- I have heard that this amount is not enough to cover the expected number of vehicles to be sold. So my answer to that would be that, you know, the new framework of this bill includes $320 billion of expanded tax breaks over the next 10 years to support clean energy and electric vehicle adoption. So, you know, let's be conservative and say 10% of the U.S. car market will be electric, you know, like in 2025. Like about 12 million vehicles are expected to be sold in 2025. So if we assume like an average of $8,000 EV credit times that, but, you know, by 10% of 12 million, which is 1.2 million, that's 9.6 billion in EV credits, you know, cost just in 2025. Now, to be clear, I think it'll be obviously much, much higher. Like just next year, Tesla alone is going to deliver over over that amount. Obviously that's a global number. Um but yeah, in like four years it's gonna be way above one point two million. But it'll be a lot of money, but you know what? It's I think it's good for the environment. It's good for consumers and it's good for these companies. So yeah, Tesla doesn't necessarily need the tax credit, but you know a lot of it's a good thing I think for to sort of spur development and accelerate things for other companies that are sort of lagging behind. It creates an incentive for them to sort of speed things up. So that's, you know, not, not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, competition at the end of the day is a good thing. Elon Musk wants competition. Tesla wants competition. And as, as investors, we should want competition because that, you know, improves Tesla's products. So, so yeah, that's my uh, seven-page sort of r- rundown of <laughs> the EV tax credit. I hope I answered most of your questions. Um, obviously, I probably couldn't answer every single one of them. But I think, you know, when we post this um, full episode on YouTube, I'll, I'll leave the link to the actual bill and what page dv tax credit stuff starts on uh so yeah hopefully that'll you know you can dive into that if you'd like
1: so yeah i guess we'll uh jump in thanks a lot you did uh, you did some amazing work there so we we don't have to (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's take the, the the first caller uh happy you're up
3: oh hello so sorry um so a couple things one uh one of the things i learned that there was uh, the ev tax credit is supposed to be one per year
0: is that correct uh so that's not so based on what like i read in the actual bill that's not what i understand so you can essentially like just buy as many evs as you want i think um now, obviously, it's you know it's always best to go and do your own research. You know, I could always be wrong, of course, um, but it's my understanding that you can, you know, this, you don't have a cap per person to how many you can get.
3: It's okay, number
4: two, number three, number three.
0: Okay, happy Oh yeah, are yeah, you yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry.
3: And, and then, and then one more question. Um, uh, the, the other thing is, uh, the, the, they were saying that that the. Um, that uh, they're they the, the Senate might uh, kill the forty
0: five hundred. Yeah, so I sort of covered it at the end there. You know, I would be surprised if the union forty five hundred dollar union provision sort of passed because of such strong opposition from Senator Joe Manchin, and he they need his vote to to pass it essentially. So, um, yeah, I would be so shocked if honestly that made it through. Oh, the horse trade. You know, uh, yeah, maybe.
3: yeah, yeah. I, I, have actually s- s- sent a letter to all of my senators and my House uh, people as well, and and uh, Pelosi, that uh, I don't want that, uh, <laughs> as well as to the president. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. good for you. Good for you. Yeah, yes. I, 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 would recommend everybody on this call to do the same. You know, <laughs> we we definitely don't want the 4,500. It's uh, useless unless unless it's it's made to um, for batteries or something like that. Instead, uh,
0: absolutely, that's one of the one of the great things about of Ameri- about America. We can voice our opinions. <laughs> okay, thank
1: um, you. Thanks a lot. Happy uh, Tesla fanatic,
5: you're up. Hey, sir. Uh, thanks for the awesome episode. Um, I have a question, sure. and uh, I'm planning to do a trading for my Model Three to buy Model S in April. I mean, I I sus I mean the mm-hmm. uh, used car price is pretty crazy right now, but I suspect the used car price might drop due to the credit. But then, do you also think mm-hmm. um, trading offer will also drop due to the credit? I am kind of confused because um, Tesla will get the credit when they sell the used cars cars as well. Do you have any opinion? I mean, it's also speculation, but yeah i just want your opinion if you have.
0: no I, I don't expect too much movement in in the prices um you know especially with like such low supply right now and high demand and like you know supply shortages everything's just sort of inflated right now and you know it, we, we, we can't know for sure if tesla's been raising prices so much because to sort of front run this um potential ev credit you know coming online soon um it's probably that's probably part of it um but i think you know it's, it's massive like one of the best ways to sort of tackle demand and try to like you know is to raise prices like that's what that's you know economic sort of what 101 um and if they were to you know keep the i think the price was right. like at like, the long range i think was like f- about $50,000 or $49,000 at some point in january of this year can you imagine how many more orders they would have <laughs> and how much longer the wait times would be if the price was still at those at the same so yeah it's tough to know exactly you know yeah. what, what what will happen to the used mm-hmm. car prices and stuff, um, but I don't think there'll be too much movement yeah
5: yeah, I mean, I got the um tax credit when I bought this, and when the tax credit expired uh, used car used car price did not uh increase because because of the tax credit expired, so I kind of agree with you yeah mhm all right. So let's take uh, next caller, uh, Sunil. Thanks for organizing this, guys. Um, so the clear losers for this would be—I'm uh, not talking about the EV companies, but uh, from country-wise, uh, you know, Canada and Mexico. Do you think they can do anything about blocking this?
0: Honestly, no. Um, I, I don't think they can. I know a lot of, like, especially I think Toyota, especially, has been fighting the union credit. Um, provision, um, but I, I, you know, I don't. I think there's so much support, especially from like people in the U.S. for this credit. I, I don't think they're, you know, they're gonna just knock it down because, I, I, I think I read today, you know, at least the liberals in Canada proposed a 9,500 dollars EV credit or something along those lines. So they're gonna do their own thing up there. Um, I, you know, I don't think it'll hurt Canada too much. Um, cause it'll, it'll, it'll... Yeah, I think right now it's five five k. I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I think so.
1: Five or six. I, I don't remember. But this is like Canadian pesos. It's not U.S. dollars.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I don't expect Canada to be able to sort of bring this thing down. No way. Thanks a lot. Let's
1: take next caller, Ricky.
6: Hey, guys.
7: Um
1: Yo, uh,
6: hey. I, sorry, I came into the room a little bit late on if uh, you're repeating this, but I, I just wanted to see if my uh, perception of this was correct, because right now I have a car in order and it's between January 21st and February 18th. I have not done the financing piece of it. I'm going to put a lot down on it, but I'm mm-hmm. imagining that the rebate piece would actually show up in that calculation.
0: Uh, yeah that would be yep good
6: i'm just imagining that that would be there i haven't gone through with that financing piece because they said it was only good for 60 days
0: yeah i mean I, it's, it's tough to know um and are you wanting to take delivery during the time or are you looking to delay it actually
6: i would actually like to take delivery around that time because it's right around my birthday
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right good plan yeah um I don't really know how it's actually going to go down because honestly, like right now we don't even know what the final bill is going to look like in terms of language. So it, it's hard to save for, uh, with um, definitive certainty, you know, how it's going to look in the end. Um, I wish I had more answers, but you know, I just can't provide them at this time.
2: But it's not pointed to fail. So it'd have to be on your tax. Yeah. In
0: 2023 though, I would imagine, okay. yeah, it would like show up in your probably in that financing section. Yeah.
6: So, I mean, I was under the interpretation in some of the original language that it would be um, close to point of sale. Did that change?
0: That would be great. It, it used to be, you know. I think point of sale directly from the beginning earlier this year. Um, but as of the as the language stands right now, twenty twenty two, it's just you got to file your your taxes, which is really unfortunate. Um, and then twenty twenty three, um, you know, I, I will give a shout out to the bearded or the the bearded Tesla guy. Um, on YouTube. He did a great video on the EV tech Twitter recently, and he goes into the, sort of, the timing of it, the 2022 versus 2023 thing. Um, so go check him out. He did a great video on it. Which one was that again? Uh, I think it's the bearded Tesla guy.
6: Okay. All right. Thanks.
1: Thanks a lot, Ricky. Uh,
5: let's take next caller. Chen. You're up. Hi. Uh, sorry, I came to the room late. Uh, just wondering, for uh, the caps on the EV uh, Tax credits. Uh, does that take into account like options like FSD? Because that could probably push it over. That amount.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, I did cover this. So FSD will. You know that is included in in the final in the final price. So what you could do. Let's say you know obviously the Model Y and Model Three. You're not gonna no matter what you know variant you get. You know, you're essentially not gonna go over the cap except for the performance Model Three. Um, so it's really not gonna matter. You can just wait until after delivery if you really wanted to. But then, obviously, you to, to get MSD, But obviously, then you were on the risk of the price going up, um, you know, by a thousand or two if they decide to increase FSD. Um, but in terms of like accessories and like those type of upgrades, those don't count towards the actual total. Um,
5: um, I think that's what I said, right? I mean, like the wheel <laughs> options, the paint color, all that—they don't really count yeah
0: oh, i'm sorry no it does yeah i'm just going to
5: <laughs> uh,
2: say you told me to yeah <laughs> they're M- they
0: are MSC- they're msrp uh uh yeah, <laughs> but it does include like all accessories and other options so that would be like fs yeah but exclusion. but you also said fsd would not push you over
1: except uh the only uh exception was mo- performance model 3
0: yeah no it wouldn't you can get fsd on on whatever you want yeah exactly yeah exactly yep but, but you if still you were to have like, to be under yeah. that list. Yeah, so again, it's for for a sedan, so like Model Three, it's fifty five thousand. You can't go over, you can't go above that. For SUVs, like the Model Y, it's eighty thousand. Um, but you know, every even a fully loaded performance Model Y, you're, it's only it's going to be about seventy eight thousand or seventy nine thousand dollars. So you're not going to go over that.
5: So like a tri motor Cyber Truck with FSD, you probably wouldn't qualify unless I
0: added it. After. So actually, the the at least they have obviously have since taken the pricing down. But a fully loaded tri motor Cybertruck with FST was seventy seven thousand dollars. So actually, you you'd be fine because the truck cap is eighty thousand um, dollars. Now on, I'm expecting the Cybertruck prices to like actually go up by the time it actually launches. Um, but we'll have obviously have to see. Um, but as of right now, it, the, the Cybertruck would be fine, all, all variants for that matter. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks a lot. Uh, up next, uh, Clay.
7: Hello. Um, do you anticipate the price caps going up over the years, just like due to inflation or does like the language of the bill not allow something like that?
0: Um, you know, that's a good question. Uh, you know, the actual EV part is just like, I could probably like 100 pages, if not more. Um, so I, I'm not entirely sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it just stayed the same. Um, yeah, even with inflation. But, but okay, before, and this bill is till, it's good till twenty
7: thirty one. Is that right,
0: or am I? Yeah, Decem- So it's uh, it's essentially essentially inactive as of December after December thirty first, twenty thirty one. So it it lasts for ten years. So all EVs get credits, you know, uh, the first five years, and then only U.S. made EVs uh, would get the credit. Uh, this the second the latter half. So you know the second the year essentially six through ten.
7: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it would be surprising if we didn't see a number of the vehicles. Um, sort of have their price increase past the cap, you know, within the next 10 years. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I would agree.
0: But, you know, at some point, it's really not even going to matter, at least for Tesla, because you know, they'll be, they'll be absolutely fine. I mean, obviously, some legacy auto manufacturers will want that for years to come. But even right now, Tesla doesn't need this credit. They'll be fine either way.
7: No, right. I'm just thinking more from a customer perspective. Yeah, no,
1: Tesla. Totally,
7: totally agreed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah, thanks.
1: Yeah, but uh, $25,000 uh, the $25,000 model, uh, two or different... two, or that would make a huge fucking yep. difference.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like, you sure. know, mm. the model Y price alone has gone up 10 grand this year. Like that's not going to stay that way. That is going to come down eventually, but you know, uh, yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take. Cause obviously demand has to sort of, uh, match up with supply and, um, the supply shortages issues, all that needs to be sorted out. But once that happens, then I think we'll start to see the prices come back down to, you know, more, um, realistic to what they were earlier this year. Um,
7: do you think the same for the three?
0: Yeah, I do. I do.
7: Okay, great.
0: Because no way that the entry-level Model 3 will probably continue to be forty four or $45,000. That just seems too high to me. Okay.
7: Thanks.
1: Thanks a lot,
5: Clay. Uh, back to Sunil. Hi, guys. Just sharing my experience. So I ordered the Model Y And it was, the the estimated delivery date was April. And one of the, so the price price is locked. It's 3,000 bucks lower than what there's been price increases since then. And I did not fill in the rest of the information. Like, I think you have to give your license, license information. You have to type in your address, stuff like that. And because I didn't fill it out, the delivery date went all the way back to the line. So it's actually getting delivered in um, middle of June. So just a heads up if if you're if you if oh, you no. <laughs> place the order, make sure you fill the rest. Otherwise, you're just going to go back to the line. The good news is the price is locked. So they're not going to you know bump the price uh, to whatever whatever the current price is going to be at. Um, so do you do you think now that the Model Y has jumped almost? I want to say 7,000 bucks from what it used to be. Do you think they're going to do, um, they're going to surprise us with like, hey, years higher range. I know you're paying more. Or do you think 4680, they're just going to right size it to the 300, 320 miles or something? You
0: know, I I used to think the 4680, Range would actually match the current Model Y range, but I am not of that belief anymore. I think it'll actually be closer to you know uh, three fifty, anywhere from three fifty to four hundred miles of range. Um, and you know I think the price will come down. It's not, you know it's actually gone up about ten, almost around ten thousand dollars this year, which is nuts. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would expect you know eventually they're gonna I think launch the Model Y standard range probably like eventually again, or I guess they'll call it the real world drive. Um, because I think that that's a killer vehicle, um, but they just you know there's really no no reason for them to be making that right now because there's you know they're, they're production constrained across the world. Um, but yeah, I would expect more range in the 4680 Model Y. that's my guess
5: And one last question. Um, do you have any idea of what the charging rate is going to be, say once you you know once you hook it to one of these superchargers?
0: <laughs> um you know, I I don't think I wanna speak on that because I've been given numbers but I am not supposed to share those numbers, but it it'll be better than when, what it is currently. Yep.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Sunil. Uh we have Alexander, you're you're next. Oh, we lost Alexander. Maybe Fat Thumb <laughs> give him a
4: few seconds to there we go. Can you hear me now? Yes. Sorry about that. I on the wrong button. Um, I just came across something I wanted to put out correct information. It may have been, or may have changed since Cyrus saw the bill last. But the price ranges of the vehicles, the limits of them, have changed, and I just lost it. I'm looking at the bill right now. The SUV has gone up to or down to sixty-nine thousand. So all wise may not indeed qualify and the pickup trucks have has gone down to 74,000. So if you add FSD onto either uh, of them, like a trimotor Cybertruck like what I have on order, that's not going to qualify.
0: So I want to I actually want to correct you is so the bill that the, those numbers are actually from the previous version of the bill. Um the current bill is, is those $80,000 cash for the trucks and SUVs. The bill I'm looking at right now is dated as of November third, and I believe that was the latest iteration. Unless you can correct me, if the iteration you're looking at is like as of tonight,
4: uh, um, I'm I'm scrolling up the web page right now to see if it has a date on it. Uh, uh, what what website are you on first? Uh, Congress.gov. Okay, so, so that helps. Yeah, it's the website. It should be on the first page, right at the top. Should be. Yeah, th- the uh, this one's uh, it looks like dated November or excuse me, September twenty seventh
0: yep yep so that's the old ah. version. The new version re- has higher caps, which is great for all of us uh,
4: well, my apologies then Google has failed me <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, all, it's all good Look, it, all, all this stuff is so confusing like it really is i don 't blame anyone for yeah but the- let, let's say a yeah. theoretical
1: interesting theoretical let's say that um, that the numbers would to change again and the caps would go down where you couldn 't add fsd let's say to any model y without busting the cap. is it possible to order your uh lock in the price of fsd and still have a car being delivered meaning that you can let's say you place your order for the car without fsd so you're under uh, the cap but then separately you buy fsd without having taken delivery yet of the car and lock in that price is that a possible possible thing
0: yeah, no, you could. I, honestly, the smartest thing to do is order exactly the variant that you want, even if it has FSD, because you can remove FSD at any point on your account and not be penalized. Your, your price will still be locked in. I believe you can only do it like once or twice. You can alter the FSD on or off once or twice before they sort of like say, no, you can't change anymore. Um, but I would suggest if you want FSD, just order it with your car. And then afterward, at any point, you can just log in your Tesla account and just remove it if like the caps are just, you know, lowered for whatever reason. Um, that would be my course of action that I would suggest oh that's good
1: good strategy yeah because we don't know FSD is like what I'm seeing from the videos is making like amazing progress it wouldn't be surprising that if the bill gets like delayed a little bit and FSD keeps doing well uh, you know it gets out of beta and suddenly it goes up by two three thousand dollars and then you're you're basically losing out
0: yeah. I mean, at some point it's like FSC is definitely going to go up in, in 2022. I don't know about how much, but yeah, so that's I, the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So a couple of things to add to that, there's precedent for Tesla doing something similar to that. I think it's in Canada. They limited the range and for a certain amount of money, you could unlock it to meet the criteria for their tax incentive. And then in uh, well, where I am in Colorado, you don't, the lower the MSRP on the less you pay for registration, So if you get FSD after you signed all the paperwork and added it on later, you would be paying less for registration. But you take the risk of it going up in price um, at Tesla's whim.
2: I thought that through, too, because that's that's what they told me at um, the service center. Where in Colorado are you?
4: I am in northern Colorado, about 10 minutes south of Fort Collins. Oh, okay. I'm in Westminster. Oh, okay.
1: So, but but the the thing I was asking, there's no possibility of ordering and paying for FSD unless you already took possession of your car. Am I correct?
0: Well, obviously, like, after you've taken delivery, you can just buy it at any point.
1: No, but before. like, Let's say I want to buy a Tesla today, and I I know I'm not going to
0: take delivery, like, for a few
1: months because everything's backlogged. And let's say my credits don't yep. allow me to I like include that in the purchase because MSRP is going to be too high and I'm going to go be over the cap. Can I place my order for my, let's say, Tesla Model Y today with like minimum MSRP so I qualify and then go on as a different purchase and go on Tesla's uh, website and say, I'm purchasing right now FSD for my future car. Separate bill, separate thing. I don't think so. No, you can't. Okay,
4: no, I believe so. No, otherwise people would have bought it years ago for what four or five thousand dollars. I would have done that, and I'm still years away from getting one. Yeah, but still, it's like it's not Tesla wouldn't be missing out on
1: anything. It's already it's a it's a sale at the current price. And like if you go
0: into if you go to your into your account and add FST, like I think, I believe your like sub, uh, your order subtotal will change.
2: Yeah, it goes up. Uh, okay.
0: It goes- so it wouldn't matter if like you ordered it right then without it or not, it's like, if you want it, you're gonna have to pay for it eventually, it's gonna be part of your sub-tool, um, unless you you wait till after yeah. it's delivered, but then you're on the risk of it going up in price. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the people, if you credit- want, like, you know, get whatever variant you want, exactly how you want it, and <laughs> that way you're locking in all the prices and all that, so you don't have to worry about it. yeah. You can just remove FSD at any point you want in, in your account. Unless you're feeling really lucky. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just want to gamble
2: <laughs> yeah
0: alright uh, Ricky thanks Alexander
6: so I thought the um, one of the reasons that I locked in this Cybertruck and I am not expecting it because I think I did the math on mine and it was up there it's in the, the like at least over 1.5 million or something like that I was pretty late to the game but I did it after Dave Lee did that video where you lock it in the price of the FSD and in case it went up in the future, that that kind of loophole. And yep. I, in my mind, I'm wondering, OK, maybe with that, I, I have to go back and look at the price and see if with the dual motor if I went over the $80,000. I don't think I did. But even then, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, what I, I, his original statements on what the value of that would be and whether or not they're actually going to charge it. I honestly think every company wants to go to a subscription service if they can, because in the long term, that's more beneficial for the company. I think they would try to price it out and raise the price to that where you'd it, be more at a benefit of keeping your reservation of FSD than getting the rebate.
0: yeah that's a fair assessment. I'm trying to look at my account right now i, I pre-ordered the a, a Tri motor Cybertruck you know the day, the night they went live or the, or the morning after I should say and uh I'm trying to see it was seven so FSD back then was seven thousand dollars um I don't you know it's kind of unclear right now if all these like of of all of our Cybertruck orders with the FSD if all that's like locked in the FSD price or not it's kind of confusing um I think it's just like up to Tesla really, but I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, but they're usually fair with that stuff. Yeah, they are. That's true. They they might offer different like packages, which will make some people, and different variants, which might make some people want to change their configuration, and that'll level out with those who stick with the original pricing, and so they'll honor that, but they'll make it up part of it with some different uh, add-ons and accessories and maybe variants and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, at least for you know, I, I ordered my Model Y long range with uh, metallic midnight silver metallic paint, and since I have ordered it, and it was a thousand dollars when I ordered it. Since then, it's become a free option, but Tesla won't, you know, give me that one thousand back. Um, I'm still gonna have to pay that one thousand, so that's interesting. Not a huge deal, but well, it's
1: it, it, sometimes it works your way, sometimes it works their, their yeah. way. You know, it's, exactly, and and that's I think is the fair thing. Is you have one way of doing. Got more than
0: happy. The, the whole price of the vehicle has gone up like five grand since I've, you know, yeah, exactly. It. And you're not being penalized for that.
1: So, you know, they could tell exactly. you, okay, we'll give you the free paint, but then we'll have to give you the higher price. too. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would say, no, 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 no. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool.
6: And so I, I might've missed this because uh, I guess the way you posed the question to me when I first came up was, uh, did I actually want to take delivery then? And you just said something about. Do you think the forty six eighty will probably have a little more range? Is that why you're holding off? Because you want to get to Texas?
0: No, no. The biggest reason I was holding off was because of this EB tax credit. Like I was supposed to take delivery like it's, it's around twelve days before it's supposed to go live in the first. So I was like, screw that. Like I'm I'm putting my order on hold. And you know,
6: I, well, yeah, they moved my delivery up. It was supposed to come in January, and I think after one night talking on here, might have been talking to Omar or something like that. And he, uh, he said, "No, you can call and put it on hold. Tell him you're going to take you out of country or something." I didn't. I just said I couldn't take delivery, and they moved, they put it on hold. And then the yeah, night you know, that I- you tweeted that it had changed to February, that same the next morning, I changed I took it off hold, and it now puts my date from 21st of January to February, when before it was in December.
0: Interesting. Yeah. You know, I think in general, like Tesla delivery dates are just so fluid right now. Like I think unless your date's really close, people really shouldn't pay any attention to the dates. Okay.
6: Uh, I have yeah, feel, my- I have this feeling in the back of my mind that other people are going to do that. And suddenly I'm going to move up the roster and <laughs> <because laughs> have to put it on hold again. Yeah.
2: Mine was and it dropped to um, March, April. So I oh, wow. it's like, who yeah. knows?
1: You guys are playing musical chair, there.
6: <laughs> yeah, we're really. I think we
1: are.
6: <laughs> i like, just give it yep. to me, January. Uh, but you know, back to the original question. I mean, how long would you hold off to think that you're actually going to get one from Texas? Like, th- this is for me. Like, if I really wanted one from Texas, do you think they're going to start off with 4680? Yes or no?
0: Um, you know, I don't. I don't think they'll start off with 4680. Um. You know, I, I put, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, the date, the mine is held off until I didn't want to tweet it out because I don't think Tesla probably wants me to share how, how much I pushed it back or how much they allowed me to. So I, I put my order on hold until March 1st. Um, there's a button in my account. So at any point that I want to take delivery before then, I can, I just can hit the button, you know, I'm ready. It's, um, And, you know, I don't know how long it would take by the time I click that, by the time I take delivery. But, you know, I am I put it on hold until March 1st, one, because I, I, you know, I don't expect it this EV tax credit to pass before Christmas. I'm expecting it to sort of spill over a little into, you know, whether it's January or February, I don't know. So I'm just providing myself a little buffer there. And then um, in terms of, like, Giga Texas, you know, hopefully it's going to start, you know, um, up and running here, getting uh, production going by the end of this year. So I'm sort of holding out for maybe I get one of the really early, um, especially because I'm on the East Coast, one of the early uh, models out of there. I don't you know, even if it's not 4680, that's okay with me. Um, But
6: yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too, because I'm East Coast. That would be yep the obvious option for it to come from Texas. But um, I don't know. Um, I'm not yeah, I really s- wouldn't
0: hold, you know, I, I'm not going to hold my breath for a Giga Texas one. You know, it's, at, at the end of the day, like the Fremont Model Ys are just so well made at this point. Like, it's, not, it's really not that big a deal.
1: Yeah, everything's dialed in. Yep. Like seriously, you don't know if you're going to have 4680 or not, even if you have your VIN with the A instead oh, yeah. of the F. And it, it's like it's really stupid. Uh, it's not like changing the whole EV. It, it's from like yeah. from a shareholder perspective, yes, it is because like the the, the margins are going to be better uh, and so on and so yeah. forth. But for for the uh-huh. consumer, there people are not going to be oh like I have 4680. My car is so much better than yours. This is not going to happen. <laughs>
6: Whether or not it has 4680 isn't a big deal to me, but coming from Texas, I am assuming that it will have the front-end casting, and that is kind of important to me because the the giga casting is one of the first reasons I started investing in Tesla in the first place. Um, Again,
1: like all these castings, it's better margins, but for the consumer itself, like the user of the car, it doesn't change anything.
6: I, I honestly think Sandy Monroe yeah. kind of differs on that. Cause he said he thinks it makes it a more solid car. <laughs> was, I mean, that's kind of when he changed his opinion to say that that's the one of why is one of the main reasons he recommends that is because it has that
1: rear end casting and it makes a more for, firm car. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's maybe, maybe for like for, for the same amount of dollars or the same amount of weight or the same huh. amount of, so, you know, but it, it's like teslas are the safest cars and the giga casting is not going to make it like way safer or way more you know uh rigid or you know so, like, f- f- from the, the consumer's perspective, it doesn't change much, all these things. This is mostly for I, Tesla nerds it, and Tesla investors. This is yeah, just for me being exactly. a Tesla nerd. <laughs> yeah, how, how many times I mean, it you might you a little your, weight, your head under your car to see the gigacasting, you know, or pull out the mats in the back? Well,
2: as a nerd, <laughs> we might be doing
6: it quite a
0: bit. <laughs> That is so, like, that's such a like, Tesla like, customer thing to do. Like, oh, I wonder if mine has a rear Gigapress. Yeah. <laughs> totally. totally. Like, what are car people do?
6: <laughs> do not be surprised if you see pictures or videos of me taking apart my car, because I probably will.
0: Dude, I'll, I'm going to be the same way. <laughs> I'm going to be the
6: same way. <laughs> it wouldn't be a first for me.
0: <clears throat> All right, well, uh, thanks for you. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I hope this episode is somewhat helpful for people in one way or another, or at least entertaining. Um, yeah, thanks, Amy and Alex, for joining in. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sawyer, for doing this.
2: Oh, yeah. Especially, Absolutely. I don't want to read all those that 100 pages that I probably wouldn't understand even one page. It's the
0: worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so thank you for yeah, doing and, that, Sawyer. <laughs> and if there's a major change, you'll be doing a follow-up, right? That's right. Another full hour, (laughs) please. If the Senate screws you over, you'll be doing another one of these. Which you know they will. All
0: right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure to subscribe to XPod for future episodes. I'm going to post this episode probably tomorrow on our YouTube channel, Official XPod. In the description, I'll also provide the full bill, um, the link, and you know what page the the EB credit stuff starts on. And any other stuff, maybe you guys will find it uh, helpful. But, anyways, yeah, that's it. Thanks, Thanks a guys. lot, Sawyer. Good night. Bye, everyone.
7: Yes, Thanks. thank you, Sawyer.